brother. And welcome to the second half of Little Mermaid Week, I guess, or as I like to call it, the fish half. You get it because the second half of Ariel is, uh, you get it. Today, we want to dive into the mystery of whatever happened to Ariel's mother because like, oh my gosh, poor Triton, am I right? Because look, I have a single one-year-old daughter and her mom is absolutely amazing and it is still just a lot of work. Triton has seven daughters that he's attempting to raise in the aftermath of losing his wife. While simultaneously, did I mention, also single-handedly ruling the entire ocean. Huh? It's pretty big. I mean, goodness. No wonder he has a white beard. That amount of stress would turn anyone gray. That being said, when I texted my wife, Alice, what happened to Ariel's mother, she responded she couldn't handle the heat in reference to Triton's extremely good looks, apparently. So needless to say, next time you see me, I will have a white beard. And that next time is obviously now. What do you think? All that being said though, I also feel like Triton could probably try to keep his reprimanding down just a little bit like me personally when it comes to reprimands. I Max once a month is my policy. The bigger point is, is that Ariel's mother is just simply missing from the equation here and not really explained. Meanwhile, King Triton is skeptical of anybody who lives above the surface. You could have been seen by one of those barbarians, by, by one of those humans. And Ursula is banished for some reason. To me, it feels like all of the necessary trappings for what can only be a truly heart-wrenching story. And with the live action remake of The Little Mermaid just around the corner, I personally would love to get to the bottom of this mystery. So without any further ado, today we discuss what happened to Ariel's mom. Okay, okay, before before you do it, I can just, I can hear your fingers just itching to scroll down to the comment section and be like, uh, Ben, we actually already have an existing explanation for what happened to Ariel's mom. Like, did you even watch the straight to VHS slash DVD sequel slash prequels? In fact, if you already left that comment before I got to this point, you have to like the video. I'm pretty sure that's the rule, although I'm not entirely sure. Just do whatever feels right to you. But also, yes, thank you very much. I did watch the sequel slash prequels. Oh wait, no I didn't. And you know what? I'm also betting neither did you because it came straight to DVD in 2008. And if what I'm seeing is correct, presently has a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Like who was the target audience for this particular movie? Like if you grew up with The Little Mermaid, which came out in 1989, the year I was personally born, then aren't you just a little bit old to be watching the third sequel slash prequel? He says, as a 33 year old who is currently making a video about a Disney princess and a very real part of my job. No, to be completely fair, I don't wanna throw any shade at any of the straight to DVD VHS releases. I know that in our household growing up, we absolutely wore out the extremely goofy movie VHS. Sometimes they just hit, especially so if they're there's like a midway disco scene. Anyway, now that we've gotten all of that out of the way, which admittedly was quite a lot, let's go ahead and dive on into the existing explanations that we already have as to the whereabouts of Ariel's mother. In The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginnings, we learned that Triton and Athena and the whole family are having a truly splendid day celebrating Triton and Athena's anniversary. As we all know, these two have seven daughters of which Ariel is the youngest and they are all present. Ariel is not only the youngest, but also is the one who bears the most resemblance 
resemblance to their mother and also shares the ability to sing. They share a special song together that they had used as a lullaby for all of their children, which now Triton has gone to the links of actually turning into a music box as a gift for Athena on their anniversary. It's just a lovely day until pirates show up. And then Triton is all, run! I mean, swim, kids! Oh no, our eldest daughter, I mean, Athena, is stuck in the rocks! Get the music box! We have to save our eldest daughter, I mean, Athena! And then Athena's all, go! It's too late for me! Anyway, then she gets hit by a pirate ship and dies, and that's why Triton hates humans. The end. Pretty tragic, huh? Actually, it's not quite done. Triton is very upset and as a result, hurls the music box into the ocean and bans all of music for the kingdom for the rest of forever. That's the real way you keep pirates at bay, by the by. No music. Everyone knows they can't resist a good jig. Bum, 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 bum. But that's basically it. Ariel grows up without a mother, but still does bear the closest resemblance to her, which is possibly why Triton is so protective of her in particular. It would also explain why Triton is just so upset that Ariel wants to go to the surface, and not only that, but actually marry somebody from the surface. Daddy, I love him! On the whole, it honestly would not surprise me in the slightest if a version of this particular story does make it into the live action remake. Although this is not the only fate that we've actually seen come to Athena lo these many years. In the Broadway version of The Little Mermaid, for example, Triton and Ursula are actually siblings and the youngest amongst several other sisters. In this story, Ursula's Nautilus shell that she normally uses to steal Ariel's voice is actually a gift to her from her father, Poseidon. Poseidon gifted her with this particular gift as a way to kind of like ease his own guilt for not giving Ursula as much attention. But then as the show goes on, we also discover that Ursula is responsible for actually killing all of her other siblings and is attempting to seize control of the ocean until Triton is all like, uh, no. Sorry, I realize that you guys have probably gotten used to this now at this point. Uh, no. At that point, Triton overthrows her and Ursula wants revenge. And that's essentially what puts into effect the events of The Little Mermaid, where it is then also eventually revealed that Ursula is also responsible for killing Ariel's mother. On the whole, this, I don't know how this was like a Broadway play. It's a lot, it's a pretty, it's a bloodbath. And a bit of a contrast from the animated version where she doesn't actually kill anybody at all. She just like traps their souls for all of eternity. I could also see something like this being worked into the live action as well, where Triton believes that his wife was killed by pirates, but it's actually the case that Ursula set it up the whole time. She's responsible. Thus, the divide between Ariel and Triton is actually all part of Ursula's ultimate plan, which just on the whole kind of feels right. On that note though, I actually do really like the idea that Triton and Ursula are in fact related, and that explains why they both have magical abilities, because they are both the children of Poseidon, the former king of the sea. In fact, in an even earlier version of the Broadway show, it was the case that Triton and Ursula were the only children of Poseidon, and they were both given a gift by Poseidon to rule the sea together. Triton got the trident because they sound the same, and Ursula got the Nautilus shell because they don't. They would, in fact, successfully rule the ocean together harmoniously for quite some time until Ursula becomes rather power hungry and starts investigating dark magic. At which point Triton is all like, uh, nope. Oh, sorry, hang on. <clears throat> uh, Nope. At which point he deposes her and takes control of the entire ocean just himself. From there, if you can believe it, there is yet 
another story explaining how this all came to pass. The most recent installment of this particular narrative comes in the 2016 book, Poor Unfortunate Souls. In this telling of the story, they are once again siblings, except Ursula actually chooses to abandon her life underwater and chooses a life on land instead. This is the result of Triton's betrayal of her for her selection of a tentacle form instead of the more traditional mermaid form. Which, frankly, I find a bit rude on the part of Triton. Like, if you want to have tentacles, have tentacles. Good moment to remind you that you, viewer at home, are in fact super, even if you have tentacles, which also reminds me, you should probably go get back in water because you're probably an octopus. Give yourself a high five from us. Guys, we need to give a quick pause to give a huge thank you to today's sponsor, PayPal Honey, the easy way to save on your iPhone and computer. Guys, I might sound a little bit like a broken record over here, and I apologize if that's the case, but I definitely feel like I'm starting to notice the effects of inflation here in 2023. It's like every time I go to the grocery store and check out, it's like twice as much as it used to be. And with those higher prices, I feel like now more than ever before, I am so grateful whenever I find a good deal when shopping online. And that's why I absolutely love Honey because it will automatically scour the entire internet for the best available coupon code when you're at checkout. We do talk about Honey on this show quite a lot and just here in the past couple of weeks, I personally saved $40 when ordering replacement business cards. And while Honey absolutely helps a lot while making bigger purchases like that one, you can't underestimate how much it can come in clutch when you're ordering food. Because if you're ordering food online, pro tip, always use honey. Like just the other week, I had a bunch of my friends over at the house. We were all watching a movie and we were ordering chicken wings. The order was going to be $70 and honey found me a 15% off coupon, making that inflated food cost just a little bit easier to swallow. Literally because we're eating food, you know. It's really just so incredibly easy to use and Honey doesn't just work on your desktop either. You can also use it on your iPhone. Simply launch it inside of Safari and boom, you're saving on the go. If you don't already have Honey, you could just quite literally be missing out on free savings. So you'd be doing yourself a solid and supporting the show at the same time. So get PayPal Honey for free when you head on over to joinhoney.com slash supercarlin. That's Honey for free when you head on over to joinhoney.com slash supercarlin. Joinhoney.com slash Carlin, link in the description down below. But in the book, Ursula's story actually gets even sadder where her adoptive father on land is actually killed for trying to protect her. It's after this where she finally returns to the sea and once again tries to seize power from Triton where he's all like, uh, no. You'd think I'd have it by now, but you... <clears throat> Uh, no. Ursula is once again, ultimately just defeated. So where does this actually leave us here over in theory world? Because there seem to be so many like common themes in a story that is otherwise consistently different. Actually, on that note, I can't believe the number of different Disney endorsed variations of this exact story there even are. It's possible that we just get the exact version of the story from Ariel's beginnings, where a human ship is the cause of Athena's death and it causes Triton to hate anyone above the surface. On the whole, it's quick and easy and the story already sort of exists out there anyway. And yet it also somehow feels like a bit of a wasted opportunity, especially when we consider all of the other changes that we know they're already making to the story. For example, Eric's mother, Queen Selena, who is going to be played by Noma Dumaswini. And see, like right away, it feels like there could be something to that. Both Eric and Ariel have grown up with single parents who don't totally look like them. Thus giving them this kind of shared experience that they could potentially bond over besides just simply both being very attractive human or people. Already that alone just seems better, but more on that in a minute. The question of course is what about 
Ariel's mother. So let's use all of the existing information that we already have and take some inspiration from what we already know about the live action. I'm starting to feel like it is almost certainly going to be the case that Triton and Ursula are in fact siblings and also the children of Poseidon. Considering this seems to be like the one thread of truth that is always there in every other version except for the original animated. In fact, it was also an abandoned plotline from the original animated feature. So there's that too. I also think it is very likely that Ursula would take that life on land after she is denied the throne. It even feels like this would give like way more sway from Ursula's perspective to Ariel when she's contemplating a life up there herself. Her dad maybe hates it up there, but Ursula has actually lived up there. She has experience. In fact, this may even be how she's so informed about what one might need for a life on land. You can't live in that world unless you become a human yourself. Heck, even in the animated version of the story, it seems like she knows quite a bit about what life is like on the surface. The men up there don't like a lot of blabber. They think a girl who gossips is a bore. Yet on land, it's much preferred for ladies not to say a word. And after all, dear, what is idle babble for? Come on, they're not impressed with conversation. True gentlemen avoid it when they can, but they dote and swoon and fawn on a lady who's withdrawn. It's she who holds her tongue who gets a man. I would of course rather just play you the song, but you know, YouTube. Although let's face it, my pirates theme earlier, I mean, that's, not, that's gonna flag for copyright for sure, am I right? Anyway, the point is, I do think there's a really strong opportunity for Ursula to take that path of life on land. And it's during this time that Ursula, not Triton, meets Ariel's mother, a human named Selena. <gasps> but it's not just any human. I feel like you'll be a human that holds a fascination for the sea, who stares longingly at the waves and wonders to themselves what it might be like to be part of that world, if you will. Ursula, who does still have powers of her own, sees a potential opportunity and presents Selena with the ability to live under the sea, if I may. From there, Ursula returns back to the depths with her new friend, Selena, who promptly meets and falls in love with Triton exactly as Ursula had hoped and intended. They of course have Ariel, but now Ursula has this unique power over the rulers of the sea, and I can completely see her leveraging that to seize power. Something that I can imagine Selena having qualms about and refusing, and as a result is forced back to a life on land. And knowing Ursula probably somehow also devoid of her memories or something. Some version of plot convenience, so that when Ariel shows up, she's not like, oh hey, it's you! This would once again lead to Triton being mistrusting of anything above the surface, and also becoming very very overprotective of Ariel, who is now starting to gravitate towards the surface. Almost like a part of her is meant to be on land. This actually makes things even cooler when you consider some of these small bits of information that we already know about the character of Selena, not the least of which is the fact that she is a queen, which would mean that Ariel is born royally to both sea and land royalty, which is pretty cool. But even beyond that, do you know what the name Selena means? It's Moon. And do you know what famously has a very significant gravitational force on the sea? The moon. In fact, arguably the most iconic version of the Little Mermaid artwork is the image of Ariel sitting on a rock above the surface silhouetted by the moon. So what you end up with is Queen Moon on land and the king of the sea in the sea and a little girl who feels a pull to the surface. It's just basic math. And the question that I'm sure is floating through some of your minds at the very moment is, well, hey, didn't you say before that Queen Selena is 
Eric's mom? And what I personally believe is that in preservation of the key twist of this live action remake, what they actually mean is that Queen Selena is Prince Eric's mother-in-law. In this version, I think Eric is not royalty on his own. I think Ariel is royalty two times over. So it's through marriage that he becomes Prince Eric. Also, my total shot in the daylight prediction is that Ariel will definitely be the one who defeats Ursula, not Eric. Just calling it. Anyway, guys, that is who we believe Ariel's mother to be and what we think a lot of the plot of the new live action remake will be about. Be sure to let us know whether or not you're excited about the upcoming film in the towel section down below. Guys, as ever, be sure to like this video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. If you'd like to see the human half of Little Mermaid Week, you can do so right over here where we talk about how the Little Mermaid makes no sense. But otherwise, until next time, bye.